0: I actually do think it's humorous if we can convince people that I read a script. Now, I will tell you this little secret about the business. There are hosts that I know personally who script their shows. Not TV shows, not teleprompters, actual radio shows. I couldn't. That is way too much work. I also know radio hosts who tape some of their segments. And I don't mean with guests. I mean they tape actual segments and flip them on no. the air. Yeah, I swear, when I used to work at my previous network, there was one particular host who did not want to work overnight, so he would do the beginning of his show and then he would put the rest on tape. He would make the host, he would make the producer put it on. Tape.
1: That's bad. <laughs> that is not good. Not good.
0: And I came along then and I would start to fill in for him and the program director would say to me, "So if you want, you can tape the last hour." Not what? No. It was
2: encouraged?
0: I'm here. Inst- well, no, it wasn't encouraged. It was just considered an option because of what the host was doing, the the regular host. That was when I first started. No, it wasn't. And, and I just can't believe it because it's an honor. It's a privilege. Not to mention taping is so much work. It's so much work because then you have it? to edit it and you have to time it out. It has to fit perfectly I'd never do my better, my best work when I'm on tape, ever. I always am. I can't tell you I don't make mistakes or I don't sound like a total idiot or buffoon sometimes, but I'd rather do that live. And that's how you know it's live. (laughs) It's because when I screw up, well, it's still in there. It's in there. It's all in there. Even the podcast, which is... Live to tape. We don't edit the podcast. I'm here live. Not, I'm not a cat. <laughs> we just throw it into the podcast mode, into the podcast generator. Uh, that's, you know, it just is what it is. I, it's too exhausting to try to be perfect. Here's the funny thing about me, though. I am a perfectionist. I am. I have always been. I was the kind of kid in school who, this is back when we have to had to write our assignments out. I was the kid who, if I messed up on line number one or line number 20, I didn't like using whiteout. I thought it was messy. And so, and I know there are a lot of people out there who don't even know what whiteout is. And I would crumple up the paper and start over. My friends, my best friend used to make fun of me because if my book reports were not absolutely perfect, I would start over. I stressed about the fact that my handwriting might sway to the right or to the left on the same page of paper. No, I was so, so, so anal retentive. And I'm still a perfectionist. I get really upset at myself when things aren't perfect, and I think they should be. But one of the hard lessons that you learn when you get old, older is that life is messy, and it's not perfect, and... It's been humbling to be a radio host because it's absolutely impossible to be perfect over the course of a four-hour live show every night, 20 live hours per week. It's impossible. It's physically impossible, <laughs> especially when you are tired and you're, you're just whatever. You know how it is. Um, and And so I've had to deal with that. This business is humbling. There are times, I will readily admit, I leave this radio studio, and regardless of how well this segment went or that segment went, I'll stress over the 30 seconds where I screwed up or made a mistake. It's yeah, it's it's hard for me still. Um, but it I can say it keeps you humble, it keeps you unlike Ronaldo. You're as unlike Ronaldo as you can possibly be. <laughs> I wait if you have if you have no idea what I'm talking about just wait we've got the video that will make you laugh on your Thursday morning so good morning to you that is our attempt always to entertain we are live from the rocket mortgage studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it rocket cam so you can find me on Twitter a law radio also on our Facebook page after hours with Amy Lawrence actually Jay I don't know whether or not you have noticed, but after I made the appeal to our listeners to follow or subscribe to our YouTube channel as an early Christmas gift to you, we have seen a major bump in subscribers. Have we? I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to go and you're going to have to look. But the reason we were talking about YouTube earlier is because we've just recorded a brand new video. It's not up yet. Uh, Jay still has to edit. So that's not live. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jay's gonna go through the editing process I get to go through the final analysis And I do have final veto power That's just how it works when you're the girl And you're on video yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's a deal breaker I have to be the, the last say Only because you're not gonna get the tweets About, you know, something sticking out of your nose Or the fact that your outfit's ugly or <laughs> I might Or that you look fat Like, none of that's gonna happen to you <laughs> It's only going to happen to me, Jay,
1: (laughs) but I'm I'm fair game
0: in this particular. Well, you are, but no one makes fun of you in this particular. Do you see our social media on a regular basis? Did you hear me earlier when I told you about the tweet that we got that I answered for you? I did. I pretended like I was producer Jay in it in response to our ask Amy anything post. One man, I think his name was Marcel, wrote and said, this question is for for James. Is Amy a mean boss? It gets better. Is Amy a mean boss? I is she, or is she just a control freak? Because she comes across like very mean on the radio.
1: <laughs>
0: and so I wrote back, pretending to be producer Jay. I hope it works. I really hope it works. I said, of course she's a control freak, and she's also super mean, which is why I'm the only one who will work with her. <laughs> We'll wait for the response. <laughs> but I did it from our show Twitter, because if I did it from my Twitter, then he would have known. It would have been a dead giveaway, because even you don't get to touch my Twitter. That's No,
1: I haven't. No, I don't.
0: i don't. sorry. I don't trust anyone even else though, with my you, Twitter. Even
1: though you're on my Facebook.
0: Well, yes, but it's my Facebook page.
1: But you have my personal page.
0: It would just okay. I mean, it'd be nice. We could just share, boy. you know. The num- would you like to share my Twitter, Jay?
1: <laughs> just saying. I wouldn't oh, go on it for the for offer because I give you my Facebook. I mean, okay, it just fine. seems fair. Is
0: that like a step? That's a compromise. It's a step toward complete and total trust if I give you my Twitter login?
1: It would be, but I no, really. I don't want it.
0: <laughs> you already have access to the show Twitter. You could... Be a total troll if you wanted to. I could. You could start your own Twitter trolling business and just ruin our show Twitter.
1: Especially now since we have a blue check mark, but that could be anybody, so we, no one even knows. <laughs>
0: that, we could claim the age-old line of getting hacked. Also, we don't have the official stamp yet, which means we're not official. Not yet. So you can do whatever you want with the show Twitter account. How about that? Does that indicate my trust in you?
1: All right. That's fair.
0: Although the account does say it's run by Producer James, so... Anything that goes wrong. Edit button. <laughs> we, do we have one of those?
1: No. I, well, I could take that out of, like, the little, whatever, synopsis of the page, but t- t- Twitter still doesn't have an edit button. That's all people ever want, and they're going through all this stuff and getting anyone mad at them. Just put an edit button. Like, that's all anyone wants.
0: That's all anyone wants on Twitter? Anybody. That's all anybody wants. Oh, I can think wants. of a few other things that I would like for... for- <laughs> For Twitter. Anyway, okay, I don't, we digress. The whole point was I told you that if you wanted to make Jay smile and give him an early Christmas present, you should subscribe to our YouTube channel in advance of what will be our brand new video version of Ask Amy Anything. Uh, we haven't done one since July 4th. I'm not wearing a Thanksgiving turkey on my head. That would have been fantastic. Unfortunately. Like amazing, like a friends episode, but even funnier. Uh, but I am wearing a very special piece of clothing that you must see i'm not going to tell you anything else it's special i've been waiting and i'll explain why it came out just for this occasion the video should be up by the weekend we
1: think oh yeah definitely
0: okay so producer jay gives me a thumbs up and says yes by the weekend it will be available and so we'll let you know we'll share it but again if you want to make jay really happy because he smiles whenever this happens He's a bit anal retentive. Like, I was a perfectionist when it came to my book reports. He's a perfectionist and anal retentive when it comes to our YouTube channel. And so he checks the numbers.
1: Analytics. Oh, sorry. Proper.
0: Analytics is the proper term for it. It's official.
1: (laughs) Official. Unlike us.
0: Wait, did I already say this? Do I need to say it again? We are good. We are good. As in thumbs up. A-OK. You even have access to my Twitter account. Maybe, maybe I just got, I got to think about that. Uh, true to my word, we finally shared photos on Facebook. I'm sorry it took us so long to get there, but photos for a special occasion because today is Penny's birthday. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous because she's going to a dog sitter uh, later on Thursday evening since I'm taking a, a brief road trip up to Portland, Maine. But she, she's, she's 13. My dog sitter wants to give her treats. And I said, okay, just be careful what you give her, or she may get sick, and that may be your experience for the next 48 hours. Uh, so I'm a little bit nervous. I'll get to spend most of the day with the dog, who's completely oblivious, of course, um, but just will know that she gets a lot of extra hugs and belly rubs and maybe some extra treats. But I'll tell you what, that dog gets a lot of treats, so I don't know that she needs extra treats. Anyway, today, Penny is 13. I didn't know if Penny was going to make it to 13, because what is this? <laughs> Oh, goodness.
1: <laughs> a very slow version. Yeah, it's a very slow
0: version. I could actually play that for Penny when I get home, if you like, on my piano.
1: <laughs> she would like
0: that. Yeah, she does actually like it when I play piano. I thought she wouldn't, but she sits there right next to the piano bench and, and just kind of listens. She's... Although now she can't hear, so I'm not sure what that says about uh, my piano playing abilities. Anyway, today Penny is 13. I didn't know if she would make it to 13 because it's been a tough year for her. But now that we've got her on her meds, the dog is happy as all get out. She still wags her tail all the time. She gets very excited about her walks. Uh, And I haven't put the pictures up on Twitter, but they are on Facebook. I took her to the beach over the weekend because that's one of her favorite things. And wouldn't you know... Nearly 13 in all, she stopped, dropped, and rolled right in the sand, stuck her face in it, came up with a face full of sand all over her nose, happy as a clam. She did not find a clam, but happy as a clam. So happy birthday to my sweet dog. I know there are many of you out there who do, in fact, celebrate your dog's birthdays or your cat's birthdays or whoever else. She won't, as I say, she'll, she's oblivious. She won't have a clue. But it's a big deal to me that I still have her around at 13 years old. She's been running my life now for almost 11 years. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. I don't really have a good segue from she's been running my life for 11 years to the hottest team in the NBA. So we're just going to jump right into it. Boom!
2: In the corner, Griffin, a shot off the inbounds, missed the shot. Tatum clears for the Celtics. Rebound number seven for Tatum. Hands from Brown all the way to the basket, scores it over A.J. Griffin. And Nate McMillan can take no more. Murray out deep on the left, working on Pritchard. Double team lost the ball. Jalen Brown two on one with Tatum. Jalen Brown to the basket, lays it in. Might see the sub soon. lead is 26 with seven minutes left
1: amazing you know to to be out here tonight and to get a win but uh, overall it's just I'm grateful to God to be able to be here and do what I love and represent my my city
0: that's Jalen Brown who had 22 points in yet another win eight in a row for the Celtics that's John Wallach on the Celtics radio network they're now 12 and 3 best record in the NBA and the second best record in the NBA comes from the east as well
1: Donovan Mitchell the other way. He's blocked from behind. Carter knocks it away, picked up by Hill. Numbers the other way, lobs up top. Jordan War sends it down on the alley And right now, the Bucks can do no wrong. Giannis in the corner with nine to shoot. He drives baseline, goes right past Mobley, and lays it in with a foul. There's the Greek Freak exploding right past the second-year man out of USC. He was not going to be deterred there. Wara fires away. Three ball. In and out. And then in again. Jordan Wara has connected for the fifth time on eight tries tonight from the sphere, And the Bucks have a 109-91 lead with 413 to go.
0: On the Bucks radio network... See, I didn't even say the Buccaneers this time. I'm very proud of myself. I'm getting better. I'm getting more acclimated to basketball season. This was the fifth consecutive loss for the Cavaliers. So just as important for the Bucks, even though Giannis did not have his typical triple-double game, uh, he didn't shoot particularly well last night. But they moved to 11-3 on the strength of Brooke Lopez, 29 points, but also out-rebounding the Cavaliers by 18 and after was it nine wins in a row for the Cavs? Eight wins in a row for the eight, Cavs. I they've now dropped five straight, and they're dealing with some injuries, of course. But this is the wrong direction for JB Bickerstaff.
1: We're not playing winning basketball right now, and it's that simple. Um, you know, we have a formula in place that allows us, or will will allow us to be successful. Um, holding each other to that is what we have to do and right now we are not Uh, and it's that simple and there's just my responsibility to search and find the guys that are most willing to play the way we want to play that'll help us all be successful um so that's what we'll do
0: he's not crying but he was probably yelling a lot and stressing and not sleeping and trying to figure out how to get the calves back to where they were it was just <clears throat> <laughs> it's a lot of new faces. There's a lot of new combos, right? Adding Donovan Mitchell, who's fantastic. How do they get their defense on par with their offense? Jarrett Allen dealing with injuries again, too. So there's just a lot of that happening around the NBA. It's not just the Cavaliers. We're seeing these wild swings among teams that have made a bunch of changes to start the season. Uh, and that's one of the major topics that I brought up with Jonathan Von Tobel of Vizen Live. He joined us from Las Vegas about two hours ago when the NBA night had wrapped up. The very first question I asked him, though, was about the struggling Golden State Warriors. The defending champs are not only not above 500. They have zero wins on the road after another loss in Phoenix.
2: Booker on the perimeter on the right side. Booker, three-pointer, shazam! So Booker now with 27 points, and the Suns have... 19 three-pointers. Here's a three-pointer, putting it up is Cameron Payne. Shazam! What a game for Cameron Payne. 29 points, his career high. Booker dribbles in, stripped by Curry. Loose ball, Wiggins. Two on one, Thompson beats Clay. Goes up, blocked by Payne, he'll save it to midcourt. Lamb will get it, pulls over to Curry. Curry fires away, he's got 50! 50 points for Steph Curry.
0: If not for Steph Curry, they would have lost by 50. If not for Steph Curry, this team is so much worse. Uh, So, yes, Steph had a fantastic performance. But you know what? From downtown, the Phoenix Suns shot 21 of 40. I'll do the quick math for you. That's better than 50%. That speaks volumes. Not just about the Suns, but about the lack of perimeter defense for the Golden State Warriors. So the first question that I asked Jonathan Von Tobel was about Golden State. You can check that out on our podcast, AfterHoursAmyLawrence.com. Of course, the same question, Steve Kerr is getting over and over again. It's back to reality for the Warriors.
1: Everyone can't wait to play us and kick our ass, you know. <laughs> We've had a lot of success um, and a lot of fun, a lot of
2: joy beating people over the years and uh, teams
1: don't forget that so they're you know they're having their fun now as they should
2: we need to figure out what it's going to take to win and what everybody needs to do differently more consistently um the level of focus and intensity that will hopefully you know prove to show in and wins
0: it's been frustrating for them and so they're 0 and 8 on the road now. And again, a big challenge, not something that you would expect from this team. I'm not going to give it away. Von Tobo will tell you why this team has not been able to win away from home and what's stunting their growth and their development at the start of this season. But we're only a month in, so all hope is not lost. Pretty much everything is still on the table, unless you're the Lakers, and we talked about them, too. (laughs) So, yes, on the podcast, the entire show is podcasted without taking out all of my dumb errors and the words that I make up. But to be fair, Jay made up a word recently, too. What was it?
1: It was an animal. (laughs) Type of animal.
0: I won't make you repeat it. Well, I can't make you do anything, but yeah, I won't ask you to repeat it. It was just, it was great. I felt as though all of a sudden I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that makes up words.
1: I can do that too. Apparently. It's a,
0: it's a, it's a special gift. All right. still, Still to come, Ronaldo. I just, I, Ronaldo, that's all I need to say. He will make you laugh on this Thursday morning, although I don't actually think he was trying to be funny. And an AFC version of QB News. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Happy Thursday, CBS Sports Radio.
1: You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Time it's short. Now played inside Ronaldo! This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
0: Ronaldo is about to participate in his fifth World Cup, but that's not why we're bringing him up. (laughs) That's JP Delacamera on Fox going back to 2018. And yes, I am looking forward to it. He's a phenomenal football player as he. Has indicated more than once. <laughs> but, sorry, you'll understand in a second why we're laughing at this, at Ronaldo and at his interview with Piers Morgan. Um, but what we discovered, and this goes back a few years, actually. One time, Tom and Isaac and I did this deep dive on Ronaldo's social media, and we were blown away. He's the number one Instagram follow. Since April, he's picked up 15 million more followers. Since April, 15 more million. He's now sitting at 455 million people. That is far exceeding the entire population of the United States of America. Now, certainly he's an international superstar, so that makes sense. Actually, I just saw this. Did you know the population of the planet now exceeds 8 billion? I did see that. With a B, 8 billion people.
1: That happened like a couple days ago, right? Yeah. Last week, maybe, or late last week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Ronaldo has a fair... I mean, he's a percentage of the entire population. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 455 million people follow Ronaldo on Instagram. And we did check Twitter. Not nearly as big for him. It's only about 105 million or so. Facebook, what did we say? It was... I'll have to look it up again.
1: On the, we see his Facebook number? I
0: did check his Facebook numbers, yes. Uh, anyway, so this was one of the topics that Piers Morgan brought up with him in their YouTube conversation, Piers Morgan Uncensored. That's where we found it. <laughs> he was pretty controversial. He said he's been betrayed by Manchester United and that um, he feels like he, he has been... He's getting forced out, and that he almost made the jump to Man City, da 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 Maybe you care about that, maybe you don't. I would recommend the interview, though. But this little gem we found when Piers asked him about his social media impact and his social media footprint.
3: You're nearly at half a billion followers on Instagram. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> You're bigger than all the Kardashians put together. It's good. It's good. I feel proud for that. It, <laughs> means, it means a lot for me because... It means that people like me too. I'm charismatic, I think. Why I'm the number one? Sometimes I ask, ask that question to myself. Why me and not another one? Why do you think it is? To be honest, I not just only because I, I play good football, because everyone knows, but I think <laughs> the rest is, is relevant. You have to be charismatic. People have to, to feel some connection with you. I think to be... Good looking helps too. <laughs> I, I have the same problem. Yeah, I feel the same way. To be honest, Pierce, I don't know the real reason, but I think I'm charismatic and I'm 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 appetitive fruit. I don't know if we a what a fruit that yeah. people want to bite. Yeah, oh. I don't know the, the how, how you can say in English. Any particular fruit, or let's say peach. strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know the the reason I mean what's incredible to me is the the power you have appetite 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 fruit appetite fruit I don't know if it makes sense in English but if you don't make sense you learn I'll I'll research appetite fruit yeah
0: (laughs) appetite fruit but that's not even the best part we were just playing around earlier uh and Brad Heller is he with us already joining us to get ready for his update. So, Brad, we and we just need another voice on this. We were thinking about it earlier. Could you imagine if Tom Brady made those same comments about how, well, I'm pretty good looking, I'm good at football, everybody knows that. <laughs> and I, what else did, did he say? Oh, I'm charismatic. Could you imagine if any superstar athlete in the United States came out with those types of comments? It would be perceived as so arrogant and ridiculous. And yet, Ronaldo, well... He's just telling the truth.
2: (laughs) Well, maybe, I mean, because he's always, Ronaldo's, I guess, always been like that, right? It would be so out of character for Tom Brady to be like, hey, look at me, you know, I mean, I'm rich, I'm good looking, you know, I have Super Bowl rings, right? It's just so out of character. But I guess, I don't know, I'm not a huge soccer guy, but I feel like Ronaldo's just, that's just always him,
0: right? Yeah, it is. Although there are pictures out there with Tom Brady sporting his seven Super Bowl rings. So I suppose that could be considered a little in your face.
2: Let's start. You know what? Let's start it now. You know, as he's 45 years old, let's just start putting it out there, you know, right here, right now. Like, hey, Tom Brady's all about himself and <laughs> trying to change to his be, image. Yeah. Good looking yeah. helps yeah. too. Yeah.
0: To be good looking helps too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I feel like 455 million Insta followers would be more headache than it's worth. I, no, thank you. No, thank you. But maybe he doesn't even run the account. Maybe it's someone else completely.
2: That's probably what it is. I mean, he might jump on every once in a while to, you know, drop a and I don't know, something once in a while, but mm-hmm. there's probably four or five other people that are handling his account. Four
0: or five. That seems very high maintenance. <laughs>
2: That's just a guess. I don't know. I mean, Uh, if it was me, I would have at least seven running my account.
0: I don't trust that many people. You're a much more trusting person, much more trusting soul than me. All right. So this first part of Piers Morgan's interview with Ronaldo is out. And actually, he spoke with Messi during the interview, too. So Morgan confirms that Messi was part of it, too, which is kind of interesting. But... as much as we're laughing about the social media, the biggest explosive sections of this interview have to do with the fact that he says he no longer cares about the club he plays for, which is Man U, that they're trying to force him out, that he feels betrayed. And for people who love premier league soccer, that's making humongous headlines all over the world. Maybe not as much in the United States, but definitely Although the Glazer family owns Man U. So he did mention the Glazer family as well. So yeah, this is Piers Morgan and Ronaldo and, we joke because it's it's funny, but there were some pretty serious uh, allegations and charges that were leveled in this interview. All right, your AFC edition of QB News to get you set for week 11. That's coming up. Uh, thank you for pushing us over a big milestone on our YouTube channel. Jay can't believe how many more subscribers we have.
1: Very happy. Thank so, you all.
0: He's so happy. Uh, so, yes, early Christmas present for Jay. We will have a new video upcoming in the next 48 hours or so. There are photos on Facebook. I'm about to post them on Twitter. Oh, my gosh, we're a full-service operation. In fact, that's why we have to have someone else handle the updates.
1: You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it lost? back from under center, steps back, throws the fade. Cooper club's got it. Touchdown LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep Go. for Chase in the end zone. Oh, He's yeah. got it. Yes. Touchdown. Yeah. Joe Burrow in the Bengals. Lahomes fires for the end zone. caught, Touchdown. Kansas City. And off to Eckler again. No. Herbert keeps it. End zone touchdown. Chargers with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo! Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours.
0: All right, here we go. We could probably work some Ronaldo into this conversation since it's also football. (laughs) QB News. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Good Thursday morning to you. We start week 11. Week 11, Thursday night football. The Titans at the Packers. I'm hoping there's still some snow at Lambeau Field. Hey, Ryan Tannehill is back in the starting lineup for the Titans, which makes them a more legit offense. They don't have to be quite so one-dimensional with Derrick Henry, though that's still their best option. Tannehill admits, even as a veteran QB, going into his last year, with the Titans under contract, he really worked on ball control, number one, number two, ball security, number three, <laughs> not throwing the ball to the wrong team. So not turning it over with interceptions.
1: Hey. Too many turnovers last year and and looked at them over the offseason and um, you know, some I could do something about and several of them I couldn't, but um, wanna control the what you can control and and uh, you know be smart with the football and no know, know when you have to push the envelope.
0: Now, we're only halfway through the season, but last year, 14 interceptions, only three to this point. Doesn't quite take into account the fact that he missed multiple games because he was injured. So I really hope the numbers are down. That would be a problem if they weren't. Yes, you've got the Titans and the Packers to kick off Thursday Night Football. So Amazon Prime it is. We will convene and start Week 11. Some great matchups this week. Uh, Speaking of interceptions, Josh Allen... Buffalo Bills hosting the Cleveland Browns and Jacoby Brissett still but for Buffalo for Josh he's feeling it right now the last few games he believes he's not playing up to his potential and he's the one who's hurting the team
1: I'm just trying to be the best quarterback best teammate that I can be for the Buffalo Bills and um, every time I, I step on the field and that's 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 my goal now there's a player here or there that you know, maybe I did cross the line. I wouldn't say it's all the time, but right. you know, there might be a situation where it's like, hey, I I shouldn't have made this decision, obviously. And you know, you're gonna have bad throws, you're gonna have tip balls. Those are the interceptions that you're gonna have to live with. It's the it's the bad decisions that you know um, I've made a couple times in the last few games. You know, and it, we've done a lot of good things. Like I don't want to take that away. We've done a lot of good things. Guys are are working really hard. We're running the ball really well. Um, but sometimes that one or two decision decisions can can cost you a game, and it's just. It's come back to bite us. So, you know, cleaning that up and just playing smarter football.
0: It certainly was a very thin line, a thin margin that separated the Bills and the Vikings. However, you don't cough up a 17-point lead based on one or two bad decisions. Obviously, he wants that throw in you know, overtime back. The one that Patrick Peterson read so well, had memorized the playbook, knew exactly what was coming. He told us that. Um, and so he got he got played. He got Beaten by a better opponent, an opponent who was more prepared in that moment. But that's not the whole reason they lost. It is 17-point lead going into the fourth quarter. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So this week, it's the Cleveland Browns. And no, Deshaun Watson's not returning as the starter just yet. That will come to start December, week 13, against the Houston Texans, weirdly enough. It's still Jacoby Brissett, but obviously now he's splitting his, his reps, his snaps in practice because Deshaun is back, allowed to practice again. They've got to get him ready too. So it's now this weird situation where Jacoby's not taking all the reps.
1: Hey. We've talked about a lot of things going into practice and stuff like that of how things will be split up and stuff like that. And I feel confident that I'll be more than fine going into the game. I think he has a a lot of reps that he can rely on and and can watch the tape of him running plays that he'll be asked to run when it's time for him to play. Um, But the most important thing right now is, is getting ready for Buffalo and getting Jacoby ready to play.
0: So yes, Deshaun Watson is working. He's back at practice in advance of his return week 13. But the primary goal is still to try to steal a win, to try to get back to 500. And that begins with Buffalo. Nick Chubb saying, hey, Jacoby Brissett is our quarterback. That's where we are right now. We've got a matchup in the AFC East. So Bills, of course, no longer in first place. In fact, they're in third place. Dolphins at 7-3, Jets and Bills at 6-3, and and the Patriots at 5-4. So the entire division is above 500. And this weekend... It's the Jets' opportunity to get redemption against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. And Mac Jones recognizes the, the skill and the worth of that Jets' D. It's
3: a great system. Uh, there's not a lot of flaws. They know exactly you know where their weaknesses are and things like that. And you know there's not many weaknesses with this defense. So um, they're obviously doing, like you said, different twists to it, I guess. Um, but, yeah, they got a good, good front and they rotate those guys and everything starts with the front and they got good players all around.
0: It was not a close game the first time these two teams met. In fact, Bill Belichick relishes giving it to the uh, the, the New York Jets in a way that no other team does. He takes it personally. Uh, so, yes. I covered it. That was a game that the, the final score did not indicate how lopsided the affair was. As for... Zach Wilson, the young quarterback who's now healthy and has played better for the New York Jets. Robert Sala loves him, absolutely loves him, and wants you to accentuate the positive with Zach. Hey.
1: From a narrative standpoint, uh, to try to attack a young man for four or five plays, one at four or five teachable moments, in my mind, um, I just think we're missing the big picture on it, that's all. He's had a lot of good moments throughout the season. Uh, played real really well against Miami played really well against Pittsburgh played really well against Buffalo and um, you know so he's we feel good about his trajectory and where he's going.
0: I'm gonna need a hubs who sees me through those same rose-colored glasses the majority of things that I do they're the perfect they're wonderful <laughs> just a couple of teachable moments here or there but otherwise defend me, protect me make sure everybody knows that they've got it wrong about me that's sweet I- That's it. I'm holding out for that. I'm not settling for anything less than a man who loves me like Robert Sala loves Zach Wilson.
3: (laughs) I got the best hands on the team.
0: Oh, ew. You had to ruin it. I was all excited about my future hubs, and you had to ruin it. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio, continuing through the AFC. The Baltimore Ravens, they had the week off, and Lamar Jackson said it was exactly what they needed.
1: We came perfect time. You know, we had a lot of ups and downs the first six weeks of the season, um, and then, like you said, we won three straight, uh, and then our guys get to the rest of their body and get ready for this long um, journey we about to have, you know, um, so I feel like it came at the right time, and guys still locked in. You know, we just had a great practice today, so I feel like we we moving up the ramp how we're supposed to.
0: Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, first place in the AFC North, now hosting, oh, hey, a familiar QB on the other sidelines, Baker Mayfield, back as the starter for the Panthers, and now Sam Darnold is his backup. So strange. Oh, my God. (laughs) I can't keep up with the Panthers constantly revolving door at quarterback. I feel bad for P.J. Walker, though. All right, staying in the AFC North, both the Bengals and the Steelers are back. This is the game that's one of the nationally televised options on CBS on Sunday afternoon, 425 Pittsburgh and Cincinnati time. And Mike Tomlin knows they got a handful with that opposing quarterback, Joe Burrow. On the offensive side of the ball, obviously, it starts with Joe Burrow and and finding ways to to minimize his impact on the game. Um, You know, he's
2: a talented guy. He makes good and quick decisions. His accuracy is what it is. He can can throw the
1: deep ball. He's inclusive from a mentality standpoint. He utilizes all of his eligibles.
0: Um, He's probably – you know displaying more willingness to run now than he was at the early portions of the season and and so we've seen some of that on his tape and and so we better be be cautious about that component of it his eligibles okay i have to work that into my vocabulary from now on but i really want to change it to edibles his edibles that sounds a little awkward but there's no one like Mike Tomlin. <laughs> yeah, so Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, one of the late games coming up on Sunday. He
2: utilizes all of his eligibles. <laughs> stop
0: <laughs> Why do you derail me? I'm in a groove. I'm starting to move forward. I've left it behind me, and then you bring it back Don't up. blink. If you're a blinker, cut your eyelids off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. That's not fair. It's just not fair. Jay is pressing my buttons. Make it Stop. The Indianapolis Colts won their first game under Jeff Saturday. It was the Raiders. Uh, but now they've got a challenge against the Philadelphia Eagles. No longer undefeated. First home game for Jeff Saturday. And Matt Ryan, he was benched, but now he's back.
1: I think as a, as a veteran player, you learn, you know, you, you just have to keep going. And, um, you know, whatever, whatever that calls for at different times, you, you know, you have to, just have to keep moving forward and I think you know having that experience of knowing how to get myself ready playing you know tons of short weeks playing on weeks where you know I've been banged up too so you're not getting a ton of reps those kind of things Um, I have a good feel at this point in my career of of what it takes to to get myself ready to play and um, I usually in all situations good or bad just fall back on that preparation and, and go back to that and trust in that.
0: So it's the Colts hosting the Eagles. Meanwhile, the Vegas Raiders are in sad shape. They lost to the Colts last week, and whew, we had a crying Derek Carr. We had Mark Davis coming out and validating Josh McDaniels. It's, yeah, it's a mess right now. But Derek actually said that to hear from the owner and him backing the head coach, was he was appreciative. Hey.
1: Just being here, you know, for the, for nine years and um everything that we've all seen and and been through and some tragedies and all all the all the stuff right you know I'm so happy to hear that you know Mr. Davis feels that way you know I'm so happy that you know he loves Josh he loves Dave he believes him and it kind of just like gave us a breath like yes like let's just let's just get better you know let's just be let's work on being a better football team let's go try and win all these games let's go try and do all that of course but Let's just be a better football team. And it kind of just let us know that the process, trust that process. Well, there is a process, and we do have time, you know, like during the season right now that we know, like who our leader is, and we know that we're rolling. And, and, and that gives us confidence as a football team. So it absolutely, when he came out and did that, like, whew, you, know, like thank, you know, thank goodness, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Rome was not built in a day. So Derek Carr is appreciative that Mark Davis has decided they're not going to make a coaching change after nine weeks or 10 weeks. They take on the Denver Broncos. I'm don't shoot the messenger. I'm just passing along the information. Uh, Russell Wilson. He's shoulder in the blame.
2: First of all, you know, I got to play better It starts with me you know, I got to find uh, ways to make
0: some more plays out there for us um, more touchdowns, um, you know, and, uh, and it's something that you, you continue to work for every day. You know, you focus on the little things, the fundamentals,
3: the little things of the game. And, you know, I've been, been down before. doesn't mean that uh, we can't come
2: out on the other end of it all. And what it takes is it takes a lot of work ethic and it takes a lot of, um, you know, appreciation for continuing to give everything you have every day. And that's not going to change no matter, um, you know, no matter what our record was, you know. And I think, and, uh, I think that we've got a lot of football left, a lot of football left, a lot of football left, you know. And we've got to play uh, at the highest level. Um, And we got to play at the highest level just, uh, you know, each day in practice.
0: A lot of football left. Tom Brady has said the same thing. Everything we want is still ahead of us. Uh, However, the the Buccaneers at least have found a a light where they've won back-to-back games, and they are now at 500. These are the two worst teams in the AFC West. And, in fact, two of the worst three teams in the entire conference You've got the Raiders at 2-7. You've got the Broncos at 3-6. The only team that's worse, the Houston Texans. They're at 1-7. The the Browns and the Steelers are at 3-6, so they're sitting in there as well. But man alive, it's not what people expected about the AFC West, is that This was supposed to be the vaunted division. Uh, It's supposed to be the AFC East this year. Who are you and what have you done with the AFC West? Uh, Yeah, every team in the East is above 500. We know the NFC East is also stacked with two of the best teams in the NFL. When the NFL, when you make predictions, the NFL laughs in your face. Uh, That just, it never makes any sense. But I love it that way. And I will be back here for Sunday night, week 11, as always, our Sunday night show. But I'm not here tomorrow night. I'm going to take a mini road trip. So enjoy your long weekend. Check out our YouTube channel. And, oh, photos of Penny. Happy birthday, Pen! It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Boom!